Good morning to my family and friends. I hope you guys are all doing well. Today is January the 16th. And let me start by thanking those of you who responded to the the question I asked at the last podcast. So appreciate your insights uh, to that. If you didn't get a chance to respond, feel free. I still love to see what's on your mind on the question that I asked. I also hope and pray that you had a wonderful large day yesterday. I personally heard a powerful message from one of my brothers in the ministry uh, regarding staying healthy in 2023. And he was really speaking from a physical and a spiritual standpoint of being healthy. So he did a wonderful, wonderful job. Also, today is uh, Dr. King's birthday, and so we're grateful for that. Um, I was working out this morning, and I saw a connection between uh, one of Dr. King's messages and verse 4 that we're going to get into uh, today. So let's get ready to dive in uh, to this. So I hope you've been blessed as we've been going through Psalms. I am truly thankful for this portion of text that we will look at today, as well as the ones that we looked at recently or in the past, uh, I'm really gaining just a better understanding of how God is committed to us. And I hope you are as well. So let's read Psalms 23 together. I'm going to read it from the English Standard Version. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He lead, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray. Father, thank you for uh, today. Thank you for this portion of scripture that we've been attempting just to go through to glean more understanding of how you truly take care and how you're committed to your people, God. And we see it throughout this text, and we say thank you for that. God, we also thank you uh, for Dr. King as we celebrate his birthday today. Thank you for using him and using others, Father, to uh, live a life that models uh, Christian values and stands up for uh, wrongdoing. It reminds us of your son, Jesus, in so many aspects, God, and it should also remind us of us of what we should be doing uh, as well. God, I lift up my family and friends. don't know what they're dealing with, but God, I know you do, so I just pray that whatever they're standing in the need of, God, that they are seeing you at work. And as they're seeing you at work, God, they're drawing closer to you each and every day, Father. So, God, we thank you for this time. We ask your blessings upon it. Uh, We ask this all in the name of Christ. Amen. So our portion of Scripture, as we have now finally got to verse 4, it marks, in my opinion, a very powerful and relevant reality uh, of what we all must go through. Before we explore that, let me at least cover two of the three transitions found in the text or in in Psalms 23 as it speaks to our relationship with God and his relationship with us. So the very first transition, and I didn't cover this uh, when we were covering uh, this um, in the previous podcast, but the very first transition is actually found in verse three or verse one, I'm sorry, in verse three, and it talks about the shepherd and sheep relationship, okay? This portion really highlights for us uh, how great uh, 
uh, the shepherd is, which is God, and how he ultimately takes care of the sheep, which is which is us. The second transition is what we're going to cover today is a uh, companion and traveler relationship. Amen. So you're going to see this in just a second. So let's dive into verse four. So David picks up verse four and he starts this transition. He says, even though I walk, there's the traveler through the valley of the shadow of death. David now, and for the, from what we have just covered uh, over the last couple podcasts, he now introduces us to moments that maybe he has experienced or he started to see darkness in his life. He says, even though maybe uh, those situations that he was going through were unavoidable, and I'm not sure or not, but we know for sure that it was a tough time, and David calls it the valley of the shadow of death. So I had to look this up and just wanted to see what this truly meant about um, this this valley of the shadow of death. And it really means that it was a deep darkness or a deep gloom. And I know you probably can relate because sometimes uh, we just go through dark periods of time. And it was could have been uh, for us, maybe a death of a loved one, could have been a betrayal of a friend, could have been a loss of a job, could have been a divorce, could have been just being disowned by someone, we just know that it's darkness. And if you pay close attention to this, not only was it dark, but David said it was a valley. So as I was studying valleys, valleys are low-lying areas. It's where you don't know what's coming next, or uh, you don't know when you're going to be out of it. But they're valley experiences, and David is saying that, I mean, he just came off the rest piece of it, and he just came off having green pastures and uh, quiet water, still waters, but now he's entering into a, a particular portion or time of his life where things are now getting a little bit tough. And I think there's a valuable lesson that David is telling us because he learned something through that experience. Look what he says. He says, even though I'm walking through this valley of the shadow of death, uh, and we all must uh, do that, but he says, I have no fear. I will fear no evil. And he tells us why. Why, be, why, David? He realized that God was with him. And I think that is powerful. I know we say that God is with us, but that is powerful to understand that God is truly with you. Now, if you get a chance, look up Hebrews 13 and 5. And it talks about just God being with us and how he will never abandon us. Now, if you don't think that is powerful, just imagine your toughest roughest time that you've ever experienced and God wasn't with you. (laughs) So it's almost scary, right? To even think about it. So flip it upside down and know that God is with you through the roughest times of our life. Now, I I mentioned in the introduction that um, I see a correlation between verse four and one of Dr. King's messages. So think about that dreadful uh, night uh, before the day before uh, Martin Luther King was actually fatally shot and killed, the night where he was actually given that speech and he had the mountaintop experience uh, message that he talked about, and he said in that message that he wasn't fearing any man. Is it perhaps that he realized that God was with him? And don't know, but I know in order to really have confidence and say that and really say it with conviction, I just believe that God was uh, had revealed to him that, man, I'm with you. No matter what happens, whether we're in a low valley right now or whether we're on a mountaintop, 
I am actually with you. And so I wish I could park right there, but we have so much more we want to cover. But I think that is a blessing to know. So no matter what you're going through, God is still with you. And that's good to know. But David continues and he says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So there's a couple questions that we got to find out, right? There's two questions. Number one, what is a rod and a staff? And number two, how did it bring David uh, comfort? So, oh my goodness, let me let me dive into this. So what is a rod and a staff? This was actually poet, uh, poetically, as far as in Psalms, it describes uh, two names, but it's actually one name. Okay, so it says rod and staff. I'm going to cover what this uh, the meanings of it is, but it's really one name, and it's uh, what we refer to as the shepherd's crook. So C-O-O-K, shepherd's crook. It was a stick with a hook at the end of it, like a curvy hook at the end of it. A shepherd would use this crook for walking, and he also would use this crook for counting the sheep. So you can find it in Leviticus 27, verse 32, and you can find it in Ezekiel, verse 20, verses uh, verse 37. But it was also used to get the sheep out of trouble when they were stuck somewhere. So the hook, which um, at the very end of that stick, could be uh, wrapped around the sheep's neck or the leg to pull them back to safety. So hopefully you're seeing it. So he had this crook. So if a sheep had actually wandered off somewhere and they were stuck in the thicket or in the mud, he could actually take that uh, shepherd's crook and actually loop it around their neck or their leg to bring them back to safety. All right. Now, the other piece of uh, this is he also used the shepherds. The shepherd uh, would actually use the crook to also um, use it as protection. It was an instrument to protect the sheep against any attacks of animals. So the other end of it, just like a stick or a club, he would use it to beat off wild animals. But get this. David found comfort in the rod and the staff as he was going through a tough time. So let's get this. Let's see if we can put this all together. As David said that he fears no evil as he goes through the valley of the shadow of death because God has a rod and a staff. In other words, David is basically saying, as I go through the dark experience, I'm not really going to fear anything because one, God has a stick to use against the enemy or anything that's trying to come at me. And God also has a crook that if I wander off, even in the dark valley experiences, he has a way of using that shepherd's crook to loop it around my neck or my leg to bring me back to safety. Now, why is this important? You and I both know that when we go through tough times, it is so easy for us to wander off. God doesn't love me. God doesn't care. And we start drifting off and we get ourselves into more trouble than we were in the first place. But he says, I am confident that if that if I wander off, God will gently bring me back to safety. And if something is trying to get me, even while I'm at my lowest, God has a stick for the enemy to chase them away. So I hope you are blessed by that because it truly has blessed me. I'll catch you next time, next week, as we get into uh, verse four. Hey, and also send me a note if you were blessed by this or if this was something that was new to you or if you already understood what this meant, send me a note. I'd love to hear your perspective of it. You guys take care. Be blessed.